Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, hello, and welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. And we are so excited to have you here. I just got done eating a granola bar and I still feel like my um, throat is like, you know, kind of gross. So I apologize if I sound weird. Um, Also, if you guys don't know the difference between our voices, this is Chelsea. Memorize this voice. That didn't even sound like you when you said this. This is Chelsea. And this is JC. Happy Tuesday, guys. Hope you're having a great week. Happy July. Happy, happy July. We're in mid-July now. This is crazy. Wow. You know what? Time flies when you're in quarantine. No, time does not fly. And you know why? Because we've only been in quarantine for four months. I thought it had been six months. I just did the math. Four months, even. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it feels a lot longer than that. It feels like we've been in here for years, to be honest. The Bachelor finale was this year. Let that soak in. (laughs) Seems like that was two years ago. Which, by the way, did you see Maddie and Hannah? um, Oh yeah, they're hanging out. Hannah Ann are just hanging. Yeah. Also, everyone gives Peter and Kelly like a hard time. And I love Kelly. I think, you know what? They were probably meant to be in the first place. Yeah, sure. He was kind of an idiot, but I'm happy that they're happy now. I'm happy for them. I just am so, I don't care at all. No, I don't care, but I'm happy for them. The TikTok sound, we don't care. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, we don't care. (laughs) That's how I feel about them right now. I just don't care either way. I mean, happy that they're happy. We're not, sending, we're not sending negative energy their way is no. what we're trying to say here. No, we're not. Um, you know what I watched yesterday was, speaking of the Dolan twins, <laughs> um, first of all, I had someone message me like multiple times after our little, literal, I cannot talk, our little Dolan twins confessional <laughs> where we confessed our love for them in a, in a sisterly way, I feel like more so than it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. When I saw that photo of Grayson's abs, that's what I thought. (laughs) I thought, wow. I love him. I wish he was my brother. (laughs) Ew. Probably you're the one who came up with the joke. Ew, incest. (laughs) Anyways, I watched their recent YouTube video and it was talking all about Ethan's kind of struggle with acne and how it impacted his self-esteem. And I was crying and it was so good. I feel like their content lately has just been so meaningful. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like what we always say when when you really care about something and you're so just authentically yourself, it's so evident. And I feel like they're just so real lately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've always been funny, but it's it's just so refreshing to see. So we stand the Dolan twins until the day we die and we want them on the podcast. So we actually if you got do, connections, hook it up. We actually do love them. Like you introduced yeah. me to them actually. I think when the sister squad was a thing. Yeah. And I started watching some of their videos and I didn't really know much about them. 
But not that I thought they were cringy going into it. I genuinely didn't know anything about them, but I thought they were kind of in that crowd of just like cringy YouTube boys, kind of yeah. like Jake Paul or something like that. But then I watched their videos and I'm like, wait, they're funny and so creative. Yeah, and couldn't like, be further from. Yeah. Yeah. They're and they seem so nice. So anyway, that's when I became a fan. Yeah. We and love them. Thanks to the sister squad. Oh, do we miss the sister squad or what? We do. <sighs> but those were the days. They were so a different good kind. together. Oh my gosh. It's sad. It is sad. Um, well, <sighs> you guys, I just got home from Montana and I have to say that that was one of the best trips of my whole life. And I think really, I think one of the reasons is because We've just been in quarantine for so long. Yeah. And I was telling Chelsea, there's no FOMO right now. There hasn't been in a long time really on social media because everyone's pretty much just chilling and not really, you know, like borders are closed. You can't really travel anywhere. So it's like, there's really not much to have FOMO about. And I mm-hmm. think really that was a kind of a reality check for me because I realized when I was in Montana, I'm like, this is one of the funnest trips I've ever been on. And I think a big reason for that is because I'm not seeing everyone else in Europe or doing other things and like, oh gosh, comparing. That, yeah, comparing like, I wish I was in Italy right now. And so that was kind of a wake up call where I just realized I want to take that with me out of quarantine. Like when everything is back to normal, whenever that is and everyone's traveling as normal, just to stop like, I guess, looking at what other people are doing and comparing it to what I'm doing because yeah. it kind I, of forces you to be present. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I was so present this trip. I really wasn't on my phone because I didn't have any service because we were in the woods, literally. So it's like, I just was so happy because yeah. I was just with the people I love, playing games, swimming in the lake. It was just a really, really fun trip. And Montana is just so, so beautiful. The U.S. has so many beautiful places also that I want to explore at some point. I know. But um, my uncle has a cabin. We stayed in a little Airbnb, um, just my family. And then my uncle has a cabin there that we stayed at for the rest of the time. And it was just really, really an amazing, fun, fun, fun trip. I loved yeah. it. I'm jealous. All the pictures. Stunning. Thank you. It really does. It looks like a different planet than what we're so used to, like in Arizona, mm-hmm. where it's just like, What? That's the thing. I mean, Arizona has its own beauty, but it's not as good as other beauty. (laughs) Arizona is actually very stunning. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But when you're so used to one thing, like when you're so used to the desert, when you see forests and mountains that are covered in trees, it's just like, oh my gosh. Well, it's like what we were talking about the other day on the phone, how I was saying the grass is always greener. It just is Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In Glacier National Park. Yeah. Um, No, it just feels like wherever... I don't know if other people are like this. Maybe I'm just have a toxic mindset, but it feels like things are always better than, or sorry, they're never as good as they seem they're going to be. Like you, you know, you're like, I'm going to live in this place. I'm so excited. And then once you live there, you're like, yeah, it's fun, but there's A, B, and C that I don't really like about it. And then when you move to the next place, it's like, okay, I solved that problem, but now there are like these things I don't really like. And it just feels like when I moved away from Arizona, one of the main reasons is because I was a photographer. We were like trying to pursue, you know, our dreams, but also I'm like, I'm so sick of photographing in the desert. I can't do it one more time. I was so sick of it. And then we moved away and then like a few years, we've obviously been back like lots of times, but it's like a few years later, I kind of crave the desert sometimes and I wish that I could take photos there because I think it's so pretty. And it's just funny because I just 
It's just because I, I don't experience it. It's that when now. you don't see it often, then it kind of like shocks you. It's like when you, it's kind of the same thing as how you always look at yourself and you see yourself so many times. You're so used to yourself. But then when other people look at you, it's like the first time they've ever seen you, you know, strangers or other people when they meet you. And, and it's like, oh, to them, you might be like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty or she's so cute or whatever. So they might notice something that's like striking about you, but you don't notice that because you're just like, I'm bored of myself. Yeah, you're just used to it. Yeah. That's true. Good point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so. everyone experiences how ugly I am the first time. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So everyone notices my nose right off the bat. Cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. I love my nose. Um, oh, I just had a thought about, oh, I was going to say one thing I have learned about moving is that you cannot go into it with any expectations because whenever we would move somewhere different, I would always be excited to get there. But for the month that I knew I was going to move until up until the day we did move, it was like just a waiting game. And I was just in limbo, like, oh, my life's going to be so much better when we move. I'm going to be so much happier when once we get there, once we get to this new place. And I have all these plans. And it's like, that's a dangerous path to go down because it just always is like that. And then once you get there, you realize, okay, the excitement's a little bit worn off and you're always just kind of looking forward to the next thing. Again, you're always going to have problems wherever you go. It doesn't... Just because you move somewhere else doesn't mean you're going to be automatically happier. Taking a quick little break to talk about a new sponsor, Awara. You guys know me and Chelsea are obsessed with sleep. We're very picky. If we do not get enough sleep, we are literally gremlins. Sleep is very important to us. So that is why we are super excited about Awara. Awara has organic luxury hybrid mattresses with natural foam and New Zealand wool fiber. Lose the memory foam and upgrade to Awara's natural and sustainable latex topped from real rubber trees. No formaldehydes or toxic chemicals, just an extra two inches of plush contouring support that sleeps cool. That is literally my favorite part of these mattresses, you guys. I am such a hot sleeper. I don't know about you guys. I get so sweaty throughout the night. So I'm very excited to try this mattress out. Both Chelsea and I just got a new mattress and we're super excited. So the humanely sourced New Zealand wool promotes cooling and airflow. And Awara is known for that weightless feeling. It has a neutral spine alignment, so no sinking or pulling on the natural curve of your back. Another thing that is very important to me because... I don't know how many of you guys suffer from back or neck problems, but I do. I have to get regular massages because my neck is always out of whack. And when I sleep on it wrong, it is horrible. So if you don't have a good mattress, a good pillow, that can really affect your sleep in a negative way. So no questions asked. If you don't like it, they will take it back even if it's 364 days later. They offer free shipping and returns and a forever warranty. To top it all off, every time you choose Awara, 10 trees will be planted to restore forests in Kenya, Senegal, Uganda, Guinea, or Tanzania. The 10 trees they donate are fruit trees, which will help a farmer and his family get on the path to food security and financial stability. We stand a company who has an amazing product and also does amazing things for this world. So of course we have a special offer for our beautiful listeners. You guys can get $350 off plus 100 trees planted with your purchase. Sleep better knowing you just planted a small forest. Use discount code what we said, and we will have that linked in the show notes for you guys. Be happy, okay? Be happy where you are now. Be grateful. Because chances are when you get to the place you want to be, you're going to have more problems. Yeah. It's like what I – the example I was giving to Chelsea is we moved to California so excited. We were so excited. It's our first place like that Leif and I lived on our own. We're paying for our own rent. We were so excited to live here. And then once we lived there, like 
our kitchen and our living room were super dark. There was literally not like one ounce of natural light. And that started to like really bother us the further we lived there. And we also didn't have AC, which like when we moved in, we're like, oh, it's not a problem. But then as time wore on, we're like, wait, this is like so uncomfortable. It's so dark in here. And we didn't really like the neighborhood. And it's like going into that, we were so excited. And then, so we decided to move somewhere else that was um, just like a neighborhood that we liked more. There was a lot more natural light. It had AC. So we solved all those problems, but then we didn't know anyone around and like we never really made good friends there and there wasn't that much to do in the surrounding area because it was like a new build area and so then there was that problem and it's like yeah then we moved to LA and it's like we love where we live but there are definitely a a few certain things that were like "Eh," like in our next place we don't want this and so it's just like you just have to obviously focus on the good things about each place because every single time I mean we're talking about literally moving but it's like Every time you get to the place you think is going to be just the end all be all, we're like, it's perfect. It's just not. Yeah. I, I love the quote where it's like, think about um, there was a time in your life when you like only dreamed about what you have now. Yes. And it's so true. It's like when you actually think about it like that, it's like, oh, wow, I need to be a lot more grateful than just be thinking of, okay, what's next? What what else could make me happy and fill this void that I have when it's when in reality, only you can fill that void. Nothing else. True. Um, I'm like, only rich people can get that void <laughs> only filled. Only riches can fill it, unfortunately. <laughs> Material things are really the only answer. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about some current events, some very important things that need to be talked about. And it is a little bit not scary. Well, yes, it is scary. But we don't mean to just scare you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're trying to inform you so that everybody is aware of what's going on. And again, our voices like individually and on social media are just so powerful. We don't realize like the power they have, even if you have one follower, it's like, that's still one person that you're spreading this new information to. And the ripple effect is a real thing. So that being said, let's get into it. Okay. I'm sure you guys have heard of Wayfair Gate. Actually, before we get into that, let's talk about conspiracy theories in general, because we were thinking like, what should, should we call this like conspiracy theories? And we're like, no, because they're not really conspiracy theories. And also our friend Indy Blue, which I'm sure you guys know her, we had her on the podcast a while ago. She was posting on her stories about how conspiracy theorists is almost like calling someone that is almost an insult nowadays and a way to illegitimate. Not, oh, I can't. Why can't I say that word? Illegitimize, I think. Yes. Their um, Wait, claims or they're like. That's a word. I know like that. as I say it, I'm like, I don't think that was whatever. Well, you guys know what I'm saying. You know, you know, you know what I mean. To make them almost a way of gaslighting them to make them feel delusional. Yeah, delusional. And um, for other people to be like, oh, yeah, they're, it's just a conspiracy theory. But then one of my followers messaged me and was like, because I kind of talked about it on my Instagram story. And they're like, it's funny because conspiracy theory is a saying that was made up by the CIA in order to do that to people, like to make sure that what is actually going on is just talked about as if it's not uh, real. Yeah. Not real. And an illusion and like only, you know, crazy people believe that. But a lot of things in this world, there are bad things that happen and we are aware of that. And we know that there are like sick people in this world. And as much as you want to believe that everybody is like good deep down, some people are sick. And, um, there are bad things that go on and people, you know, abuse is a cycle. So it's like, it's been handed down from generations and generations and generations. And it just gets messier. And yes, like the cycle is broken in some circumstances, but in others it's not. And we do, it's like, 
if you guys have listened to our podcast for a while, you know we focus on the good. We talk about that so much. It's like you have to focus on the positive. And we believe that 100%. But it, like you said, it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen and that there aren't bad people. It's like when we were on the phone the other day, you said something like, to think that everything is just really as it seems, like everything on, on the social, surface, yeah, on yeah. the surface, everything on social media, it's just as it seems. It's like, we just know better than that. Yeah. It's like, there's always deeper things. Even, you know, to use the example of someone on Instagram, it's like, you're seeing such a little part of their life. Truthfully, it's like, mm-hmm. you may have a good grasp of who they are, but you don't know the things that they've gone through or no. struggled with deep down at all, because it's like, things just aren't how they seem on the surface. No. And so to dig deeper is not a bad thing. No. And and I think of of everything, it's like to question things is okay to do. To ask questions and to ask for clarification on certain things that seem sketchy and seem dangerous or unsafe or a threat is okay to do. That and to gaslight almost people and and say like, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. Like pay attention to the facts. It's like, well, kind of everything that gets figured out and, you know, I was even talking about, okay, in a a murder investigation, for example, it's like, okay, at first when you're coming up with suspects, it's like that in in and of itself could kind of be called a conspiracy theory because it's just an allegation. It's just an idea of like, okay, I put two and two together. Like, let's look into this. And if you never really looked into anything, you would never figure it out if you're just like, well, Nope, that's just a conspiracy theory that the husband did it or that this did it. Like, you know, yeah, I'm delusional to think that. It's like, no, look into it and figure it out and prove them. You know, innocent until proven guilty, of course. But at the same time, asking questions is okay and it should be done. So with the Wayfair Gate, again, we're not experts on human trafficking by any means. So we're not going to pretend like we are. We're just talking about what we've heard on the media, kind of what's been circulating around social media and give you some tips that we've seen, bring awareness to it and maybe give you guys some resources. And just so again, so as especially all the women who listen to this podcast, you can just be aware and like be safe really. So Wayfair Gate, uh, they found all of these weird items on their website that were a on Wayfair, which is a furniture website, yes. like a home decor and furniture website. That were outrageous prices, like $20,000 for storage cabinets. And they had weird names, like basically like female names, like very weirdly named. And they were all like $20,000, $10,000. But Some the of picture, them were even $40,000. Yeah, I like think. the pictures were just of these store, like plain storage cabinets. So people started getting fishy. And um, kind of, again, just questioning and being like, hey, Wayfair, what is up with this? Like, this seems like you guys are a platform for something sketchy, like maybe human trafficking. Again, not like arresting them at the, but just being like, hey, can you explain this? And um, they did come out with like a short, um, as far as I know, again, they could have say, come out they, with something. Have they explained it? They said, um, obviously it's not, basically. That's their answer. So it's well, like, what well, do they say? What's the, that's the, uh, what's it called? Um, that they're just really nice storage cabinets. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. They do not say that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're just like, they're very specially made. You're lying to me. I'm almost positive. No, you, they cannot say that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So um, I've seen a couple people. First of all, I kind of posted about this and I was actually surprised people were like getting upset. Like, don't spread misinformation. And it's like, I'm not saying that they are. We're just, again, we're asking questions. If if it's so simple, like if it is just storage cabinets, just 
make it as plain as day. Like if you really are innocent, then show them. It's like prove to them that you're innocent and explain it. But until you explain it, it's like, we're going to keep pushing on it because it doesn't make sense to us. And it kind of is like giving us a bad feeling, you know? Wait, it says after the post picked up steam on social media, the cabinet listing suddenly disappeared from Wayfair's website. Yeah. This generated even more suspicion. They say there is nothing nefarious about the cabinets. However, there is of course no truth to these claims. A Wayfair spokesman said in a statement, the products in question are industrial grade cabinets that are accurately priced. Recognizing that the photos and descriptions provided by supplier did not adequately explain the high price point. We have temporarily removed the products from site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately. Okay. That's sketchy. So sketch. Um, I didn't know they like I thought it, they were going to claim it was a glitch. Like, oh, that was supposed to be 400 not 40000 yeah. or something like no. that. A- and they were connecting names of missing children to the names that were on the cabinets that were like very unique names. But anyways, very sketchy. Very sketchy indeed. And, and also people aren't stupid yeah. for thinking that. It's like no. when you connect the dots and you – it's like, again, asking a question is not – bad. It's like, what's the problem? No one, like you said, no one said, we're going to arrest you tomorrow. We just said, Hey, can you explain why this cabinet's $40,000? Well, also when it's so, when you start asking and then things are blocked and silenced, then people get even more fishy, like people, or people get even more suspicious. (laughs) They start becoming the ones who are doing bad. They also turn to the dark side. Now, um, for example, um, I don't even want, Truthfully, it kind of almost scares me to talk about these things because for some reason, people who are involved are like, um, what is it called when you basically like rat out, you know? Bad people. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh. People are screaming at their phones. Like this is what it's called. Not a gaslighter, uh, a whistleblower. Oh, I don't even know um, that. I don't even know that. Like somebody who either was in it and like comes out and says like, this is what's been going on. People who do that, it's like they always end up dead. And I'm not saying I'm a whistleblower by any means, but it's like even things that you people get posted, get deleted or get blocked. And I understand when it's things that have been like disproven, but there are a lot of things that have not been proven. So it's like, why are you just like deleting this and like silencing people's questions? Again, if it's something that's so easy to explain, then explain just it. explain it and then people won't be questioning. But when things just don't add up, again, people are not dumb. Like things don't add up. Like if you look up certain, I'm not going to say what it is, but certain things on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, like warnings will come up and be like, this is a, like, there's a certain phrase that if you type into YouTube, the first thing that comes up is a wiki link to, and it says, this is a debunked conspiracy theory. Like I have never seen a link come up to anything before when I search anything and I get that people, I posted that. And again, people were upset that I posted that. Like, well, that's because it is, is a debunked conspiracy theory. And I'm just wondering how it's debunked because I've seen so much stuff that actually isn't debunked that actually is still in question. So it's like, it's, it's fishy again, not saying and not accusing anybody, but it is fishy. It is a little bit sketchy. And when you look that, when you look it up on TikTok, there's no videos that come up under that hashtag, but I've seen videos on my for you page that so was all over my for you page and then I'll save them and they get blocked and they I'll get go deleted. back to look at them and they get deleted which just makes you feel like really if there's not a problem then why yeah exactly very interesting if it is just such a silly thing then it's like you know anyways 
again, I want to make it very clear. We're not accusing anybody directly of this, but we're just talking about the red flags that are coming up here. And also that human trafficking is a real thing. Definitely very real. It's very real. It's happening all the time. And um, somebody that my sister actually told me about once I started kind of looking into it, actually, Nick has been talking to me about this. And every, actually when he talks to me about like, you know, big pedophile rings and sex trafficking, it just makes me feel so sick. Like I don't really want to hear about it because I'm just like, I can't fix it on my own. And it's just like so dark and sick. But again, it's important to know and it's important to be aware about or aware of. And so um, my sister told me about this guy, Tim Ballard. I'm sure you guys have probably seen him on your social media because a lot of people have been sharing his work that he does with human trafficking. And basically I'm going to read some of the statistics that he just posted because I think he's been getting a lot of traction lately. So he kind of just reposted like the basis of the facts of human trafficking. And he said, there are more people enslaved today than any other time in the history of the world, even when slavery was illegal. Was illegal? Was legal. Oh, was legal. Yeah. Got it. Um, There are 30 million slaves in the world. 10 million of those are children. Human trafficking generates over $100 billion annually worldwide. 17,500 women and children are trafficked into the U.S. every year. Americans are the number one producer and consumer of child pornography. And on average, a trafficked child is victimized 5.4 times per day in the U.S. Oh. Which is just so terrifying. But anyways, Tim is, I need to read his actual Instagram bio, but he was a former CIA agent. And now he, um, I don't know if he still does or used to run, let me see, special agent undercover operator. And now he is the founder and CEO of Our Rescue, which is all about like basically getting rid of these pedophile rings and these sex trafficking and like going in and busting them. Um, So he does a lot of really cool work and he shares a lot of really cool resources and just things that um, educate you more than we could educate you. So um, it's Tim Ballard 89 is on Instagram and we'll post about that on our stories if you want like a direct link. And if you want to learn more, he's an awesome resource. But for tips in general, because this is such a real thing and unfortunately, like I know a lot of you guys are in Arizona. A lot of our listeners are. And that's a big place for sex trafficking. And we were just talking about it before this episode, like how many people have stories about like, oh, one time I was at the store, I was I was getting followed and there were multiple people in the store. And like, I had to ask somebody to escort me out. It's like, there's so many people we know that have those stories. And it's not just a coincidence. Like things are scary. And so here's a tip. If you are getting followed in a store, you we all have those feelings where it's like, okay, maybe I'm just being paranoid, but like this person is following me. Like I'm going to test and go to this island and see if they follow me. Okay. Yep. They definitely are following me or they're making eyes at me or they're, you know, talking to someone and pointing at me. So you write in your note, like get, get out your phone and write in your notes app. Um, like I don't feel safe. I think someone is following me. Can I please be escorted by security out to my car? and go up to somebody who works there, an employee, and be like, hey, do you have this item? And go and like pretend to show them an item on the phone, but show them the note instead. And then that way they can read it and get you some help. And you're not like alerting them that you, you know, are aware of it. But 
Um, because I don't know necessarily if like confronting them is the best thing to do in all circumstances. I know sometimes it might work. You might throw them off, but I hesitate to be like, just call them out on yeah. it because, you know. Who knows what the right thing to do ever is no, in those situations. So I think that's a pretty good um, way to, you know, do it sneakily mm-hmm. as and we still know, get help. As we know with cat callers, that doesn't always work. It does not always when work. When we were in France and these guys were cat calling us and they said something and Chelsea said, excuse me? I said, what did you say? What did you just <laughs> say to me? And he said, I said, I want a kiss. <laughs> Literally just does for it. Could not be more proud. It's like, ask the cat caller what they said to make them reevaluate. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, okay, we like just had, we had just like figured that out though. That's what you should do when you get cat called. So I did it. I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> literally pushes through his friends to like make it known that it was him that said it and I'm like okay he was also like 18 or something so he wasn't like some really scary person but they were definitely just dumb high school boys but it was so funny it was so funny it was just like we thought we were like being such strong women and he's like I said I want to kiss and we're like oh great yeah we're like terrifying anyways yeah I would highly suggest going and looking at Tim Ballard's stuff and Again, I know it's dark, so you don't want to just be overwhelmed with it, but there are a lot of things you can do. And like we said, talking about it and like doing the hashtag July 30th coming up is actually World Day of Trafficking. So um, everyone is going to be like pushing out hashtags and talking about it and just bringing awareness to it because the more you talk about it, the less um, likely they're going to feel like they can just get away with anything and do things like this in plain sight. Yeah. It's, it's all about education in these situations and awareness because Mm -hmm. when you're, it's like, you don't want to be living every day terrified and in fear and like feeling so dark by any means. And that's not our goal by talking about this, but being aware that things like that can happen and being very aware of your surroundings is super important. And like, you should never feel bad. I was just saying, we were just talking about this before and I was saying, it's really crazy that every girl we know has had experiences where they're scared of a guy who's doing whatever at a store or wherever they are. And like, you should never feel bad or dumb if you're at the gym alone and someone's making you feel uncomfortable to go up to someone who works at the gym and say, hey, I'm feeling really uncomfortable and unsafe. Is there any way you could walk me to my car? I'm sure they yeah. will do it. No problem. And um, yeah, you just shouldn't feel, don't let like feeling dumb or rude mm-hmm. prevent you from potentially like saving your own life. It's yeah. just not worth it to not make people feel dumb. You know what I mean? No. And we were just talking about how, especially as a young woman, like in your early twenties, late teens, even in your thirties, it's like, when you're a woman and a grown man is coming to ask you for help, quote unquote, or, you know, anything like that to kind of make you feel guilty to be like, will you help me? You kind of feel like, okay, I should probably help them. Don't feel like that because uh, any grown man that I know that's like a good, you know, someone with good intention, yeah, will know how a girl will feel if you go up to them alone in a parking lot and, and ask them for something. It's like, Nick even said, like, if someone's asking you for something, because this um, man came up to me and asked me for help for something, and I was like, uh, no, thank you. And then we walked away, and I was like, I told Nick about it, and I was like, I feel kind of bad. And he was like, do not feel bad. A grown man should not be asking a young woman for help. He can ask another man. Like, totally. He, anybody who knows anything 
they probably have bad intentions if they're coming up to you or it's like an actual emergency. Even then they can ask someone else. Totally. Unless you're the only person in the world that they can talk to. But it's like genuinely very rarely an um, old, like a man, um, what is it called? Middle-aged man needs a help from a 20 year old girl. No, absolutely not. And that's happened Don't to feel me. rude. No, that's happened to me before too, where a guy in the Walmart parking lot was like booking it towards me, trying to ask me for like help with this medicine thing. And like, I shut the door on him and literally drove away. Almost ran him over. Yeah. And it's like, don't talk to me. Don't yeah. talk to a young girl. Like that's what my mom would say too, or my dad, they would say they can approach literally mm-hmm. so many other people that are walking out of the store. Don't let them make you feel no dumb or uncomfortable for saying, um, no and leaving. Yeah. Even if they are really asking for, you know, money or donations or something like that. Um, I feel like a lot of them actually know that young girls will feel more guilty if they don't. So they target them. I've noticed that like, you know, people who are asking you know, in a certain area. And there are a lot of people. It's like, I I always wonder why they would always go up to the young girls. Like they'll always ask the women because I feel like more so they're willing to give stuff. Who, but it's who like- Who are you referring to? Just anybody asking for money donations or, or yeah, something? Anything like, not even donations because I've done that where it's like, they, if they have like a table and they're set up there, it's like, that's fine. Right. But um, even then I feel like people just know who to sell to. And like yeah. women are more susceptible to giving in and being, okay, I do feel bad. Like, I actually read the statistic. It's like rich men are more likely to invest and rich women are more likely to donate. And that's why men get richer and women just literally give to the world. And I'm like, that could not explain everything more (laughs) clearly, to be quite honest. Anyways, on to our next bit of, wait, is there anything else? No, I I think, again, just education and being aware is the most important thing, especially if you have kids. We've heard lots of scary stories of, you know, just, oh, what I I remember what I was going to end with is just like, trust your gut and your intuition. Mm -hmm. I was saying I was at a store recently with my mom and this guy kind of came up to me in the same aisle and was trying to talk to me. And just immediately my heart dropped and I just felt just not good. And your intuition is real. It's like, Mm -hmm. I left immediately. because I'm just like, you do not give me good vibes. Like you're freaking me out. And I'm not just going to sit here and feel bad and converse with you. I'm out of here. Yeah. So listen to your gut. And again, just don't feel rude. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to end with there. And again, you don't have to go after them and accuse them and like call them out and do all these things. It's like, just leave the situation. If you don't feel safe, leave. If Mm -hmm. you like get out of there. Um, especially when it's a situation like that, where it's like, you just don't feel comfortable. They're trying to make conversation. It's like, I'm not feeling it. Like, okay, never mind. No, thank you. Like, and leave. Yep. Okay. Next bit of current events that we want to talk about, which actually isn't even a current event, unfortunately. It is, is current, but it's also old news as well. Yeah, is the Free Britney movement, I guess, that we, it's not even necessarily a movement because I feel like people just aren't talking about it that much. AK like celebrities aren't really talking about it that much, but it's been going semi-viral. And like, I've seen a, mm-hmm. a good number of things on TikTok and Instagram about it, but I had always heard that and didn't really know what it meant. Like I kind of knew a little bit about it whenever I'd see like free Britney, kind of thought it was like a joke. I was going to say, I've always thought it was a joke. I always thought it was just kind of like free Britney, huh? Like, and now that like the further you look into it, you're like, wait, free Britney. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm about to make shirts. Yeah. We're about to go in there, um, mission impossible style and get her out of there. So I'm going to read this, um, 
thing I found that's been going viral on like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, kind of summarizing <laughs> that's the how situation. You know it's true. Yeah. I'm like, haven't <laughs> you ever heard of TikTok? That's really where I get all my facts. <laughs> but it kind of just goes over the general information that people have about it and why people are even saying free Britney. And there have been, I think her mom, Britney Spears's mom has even kind of hinted at this being the truth. And people who have worked with her have come out and said that like, this is, there's definitely something weird going on. Wait, wait, wait. Do we need to start with the reason that this all surfaced? Like just because she was making weird videos, do we need to get into that first before oh, we yeah. explain? Well, I guess maybe you guys have seen, but Britney Spears, we're talking about Britney Spears. If you, I don't even know if we've said her whole <laughs> name yet. We said free Britney. But um, the pop icon, especially for our age, like I don't oh, know if you were obsessed with My first with Britney. concert. Yeah. Britney Spears. Wait, you went to, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I was obsessed with Britney Spears when I was younger. It's like, that was such our age group, I oh, feel like. Cause, so iconic. Because we were in like first or second grade when she was like getting big. Yes. And so like our elementary was just like Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. It was just like iconic. so iconic. Everyone, all of my friends were Britney Spears for Halloween, like wearing the classic like headset oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the you microphone. Oh, you had the mic. Oh my gosh. Okay. She's so lucky. So many. Wow, it was so yeah, off tune. Oh, I was like, that was pretty good. No, I could. No, I actually can't do her voice. Wait. Oh no. What's so, the other? <laughs> wow. That <was> really good. <laughs> oh, was about to be good. I was gonna say that's something we're gonna into. Is that that's not even her real voice, supposedly. Is like that the a nasally theory? baby voice? Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Why did that sound so accurate? That was, a, that was like a moment. The uh, girl from what's that band called? The one that Perry's in, who was who was dating Zayn from One Direction, they're a British group, girl group. Remember, it's like butter Do you know what? what you're I don't know what the heck you're talking about. It's like do a Jamaican accent. It's like this viral oh, meme. Like yeah, thing. it's like butter <laughs> That video felt like so it. funny. Oh yeah, wait, that was pretty good. We have to do more nasally. She's so lucky. She's a star, but she... More nasal. No, I wasn't trying to do her voice. Oh. I'm just trying to... I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> I'm just trying to show them my voice. Please look at what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, when you're on your period and your oh. stomach is just literally pregnant. I'm like, yeah. I 100% know what I will look like pregnant because of how bloated I get yeah. during my period. I mean, I'm sure I'll have extra... Uh, What's the freaking word I'm trying to say? Swelling. Weight gain. Yeah. Weight gain on my face and other areas. But literally, I'm like, I know what yeah. I look like pregnant because my stomach is just sticks four out. times the size when I'm on my period. Yeah. Awesome. We love that. It feels like it's eating itself from the inside out. Okay. Anyways, back to Britney Spears. Um, the reason this is yeah. all coming to a head where people are like, is she okay? Is because she makes – she's just, first of all, very interesting and very different than she used to be. Like – we all know when she had her little uh, meltdown, breakdown. breakdown, like literal life crisis moment where she shaved her head and all that stuff. That was like all over in the media and stuff. But then I don't want to, I actually don't know this, so I'm going to ask. Did She did have like kind of a comeback, right? Not like yeah. with, but she kind of became like normal again. Or yeah. I don't want to say normal, but yeah. anyway. She got healthier, yeah. She got healthier and like things were fine. But now she's kind of just, she posts very interesting things. Um very odd videos on TikTok. Very odd. Dancing. She's always at her house. She literally never leaves her house. And there's just a bunch of interesting things that people are like, is she good? Like, yeah. And people will leave messages like on her videos. And obviously this is just a theory, but 
they'll be like, wear yellow in your next video if you need help. And she'll wear yellow. And so it's like, maybe she didn't see it. Maybe she's just wearing yellow. But also there's been a couple things where it's like, say like the first word, say this or whatever. Yeah. And um, she's done quite a few of them. And there was one video with her and her boyfriend. They were like lifting weights. And people were noticing that he was saying, because there was music over it, so you couldn't hear the actual audio of the video. But people were saying that he was mouthing like smile because she was kind of frowning. And then she started smiling. So people were like, okay, something's fishy. Something's really fishy. Yeah, like he seems like he's almost a caretaker. So like, yeah, like controlling her a little bit. And with, the, I will say, because a lot of people do that with celebrities where on their lives or on TikTok or whatever, they'll say like, do this if you need help. And it's like, so vague and yeah. it's like okay they probably didn't see that but I want to say and I could be wrong so don't quote me 100% but I want to say that the yellow shirt thing was a top comment or something yeah and then in her next video she said in the caption like um I did this or whatever and I, so I wore my yellow shirt and people were like um okay like yeah. the fact that you're drawing attention to it and it was one of the top comments, comments makes people think that it was real like yeah and so Oh my Anyways, gosh. of course, just a theory. And like I said, I rarely believe things like that because they're so, people will be like, touch your hat or something or like yeah. touch your face if you need help. And then it's like, they casually do that and people are like, oh, they need help. And it's like, they probably yeah. did not see your comment. Yeah. Like the one comment about anything. And it's like, again, something very vague that's like, okay. Yeah, so like say hello. And they're like, hello. And you're like, oh, yeah. Save like, them. It's like, yeah, hey, we're starting their live. Like, yeah. So anyway. Take that for what you will. But anyway, read read us the deets. Okay. So a little backstory first. This is from Sarah Joe Harvey on Facebook. Thank you, Sarah Joe, for your work. A little backstory first. Brittany was a child star starting at the age of four years old on Broadway and then worked her way to the Mickey Mouse Club and eventually the solo career we know today. Her career has been on autopilot her entire life. If you look back at her music, she's been telling everyone for years she's too controlled and treated as a product if you listen to the lyrics of most of her hits. Examples include Lucky, Take It Away, JC. She's so lucky. She's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in a lonely heart thinking. Oh my Wait, gosh, that's, that's so sad. sad. I got off tune at the end. That was. I'm like, you're seeing it's like, tragic. That <laughs> is a tragedy. Ignore no. the lyrics. No, wait. That as I'm singing it, I'm just like, wait. And she cry, cry, cries with her lonely heart or in her lonely heart. Oh my gosh. Thinking. Wait, what does it say next? Thinking. If there's nothing missing in my life, then why do these? <laughs> Chelsea's oh my god! Tears come at night, and <gasps> even like um, circus and like piece of me, like her like later songs. It's like obviously when when we all heard piece of me, it's like yeah, we all kind of were like oh, because she talks about the paparazzi and like oh, I do this and whatever. I cannot Wait, think of the lyrics of any of these songs off the top of my head. That's like sad. I mean, a lot of more, people have uh, my prerogative, overprotected. Her, her music videos, social media posts, tour props, and photo shoots regularly show her in a cage or in chains. If anyone has ever seen videos of her when she was younger, you'd know her real singing voice is very similar to Christina Aguilera's. Her record label didn't like it as they were both on the Mickey Mouse Club and about to release their debut albums at the same time. So they had her voice retrained to sing in the baby voice we all know today because they believed it to be more iconic. And Take it away, Chelsea. What? The baby voice. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was into the story. I can't do it. Um, I'm trying to think of what song I can sing to do it. I'm trying to um, <laughs> think of how to do like really nasally. Give me, give me more. That Wait, that was good. pretty good. Thanks. Okay, now I lost my spot. The whole thing is just us singing. 
I'm trying to think of like, okay, anyways. Um, so they had her voice retrained to sing in the baby's voice. We all know today because they believed it to be more iconic and would create a brand and career for her instead of her real voice. It's unhealthy and it's been destroying her voice over the years. Thus, why she she is known for lip syncing. She wanted to make an acoustic type pop album in 2006 titled Original Doll and reinvent herself using her real voice. The album was shelved and canceled once her label realized she would be singing in her real voice. She isn't allowed to sing live because she will either fail terribly or she'll have to sing in her deep voice that she isn't known for. Her entire career, she has been treated like a product meant to sell. Does she does she speak like that in her interviews? Like with the really high little baby voice kind of thing? Do you know what's I, weird? I know. Is that in some of her TikToks, she speaks like super hardcore in that voice where she's like, hey guys, today I'm going to, whatever, I cannot yeah. even remotely do it. But, she, and then in other ones, sorry. she's just talking normally. Yeah. And then in other ones, she's like, kind of talks more normal. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? It doesn't really sound like the same I know. voice. That's weird. Well, it, even as I'm thinking about that, it's like the, the nasally singing, it's like, that would be hard. And it's yeah. like, that would hurt your voice. It's like to do that all the time. That's like the wrong way to sing, basically. Right. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, it is iconic, so. Yeah. Now for the real tea. Everyone remembers the 2007 meltdown. Everyone. Leading up to the meltdown, Britney was going through a public divorce, had two children under the age of two at the time. It was very much the focus of the public. We all saw her on every magazine cover. We also saw the photo of her with one of her kids on her lap while driving. Oh, gosh. Go on YouTube once and look up Britney Spears' paparazzi. You'll watch her be chased and followed by hundreds of them, even trying to get into a public restroom to photograph her. Videotaping her in tears, asking them to leave her alone, and even filming her through the windows of an ambulance while she would suddenly leave Britney alone. Makes sense. Remember that YouTube video? Yeah, it sounds very familiar. When, when that guy's like in the curtains and he's like wearing like that dark makeup and he's like, leave Britney alone. I think I do remember it that. Yes, sir. Our, our king. Our king. <laughs> Um, if uh, these people last... don't stop what they're doing immediately, I will. Oh, I hate when Jason's looking at paparazzi photos. I'm looking Britney at paparazzi Spears. photos of Britney Spears, and it says like Instagram versus reality, and it's this photo of her in a bikini, like, and then it's like her when she's gained a little more weight, and it's just like, okay, why just do people do that? Can people yeah. leave people alone? Okay, let me let me let me move on with this because it's kind of long. Okay. Okay, videotaping her in tears, asking them to leave her alone, and even filming her through the windows of an ambulance while she was naked, being taken away for her final mental health hold. Oh, my god! After the public meltdown, shaving her head, locking herself in her home with her children, speaking in a British accent. I do remember that. When people were saying, like, she talks in a British accent now. Wait, on a regular basis. Um, wearing the infamous pink wig everywhere and shopping naked, she was hospitalized twice. After the hospitalization, her father petitioned the courts to be a temporary conservator to her conservator to her until she was mentally stable and only one year's time. Two months after her hospitalization, she did a guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother. Six months after her hospitalization, she drops the Womanizer video and starts to promote her new album, Circus, with its worldwide tour that grossed $131.8 million. Wow. If she's so unwell, why did she start working right away? And it's like, we were talking about it. Yeah, exactly. If she was so unwell... If she's if she was actually so sick because she just is, then why would you make her work? Secondly, maybe she wasn't sick and she could work. It's like either way, something's, yeah, something's not adding up. 
Her father, after one year, petitioned the courts for the conservatorship to become permanent due to her allegedly having early-onset dementia in her 20s. Okay. It passed and has been that way ever since. Now, for everyone that doesn't understand what that means, let me break it down for you. Britney Spears is now a 38-year-old woman who is not allowed to do the following without her father's permission or he can legally lock her up in a mental health facility, drive a car, vote, get married, have children, spend her own money, see how her money is being spent, see her children. She has 30% custody of both her boys, by the way, due to her dad assaulting one of her sons. Wait, wait. What do you mean due to him assaulting? Like she, she only has 30% custody over her, both her boys apparently because her dad assaulted one of her sons. So so why does she have less if he assaulted them? And because he more? he's basically her. Like he, if he assaulted them and he's in charge of her, then the boys can't come to her more often. Oh, you know I mean? so who takes care of them? Um, I think their dad. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, uh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, she cannot leave her home, hire her own lawyer. That's terrifying. Like not even be able to have your own lawyer. Have any control over her career. Speak about the conservatorship. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Publicly. Do interviews that aren't scripted and all final cuts are approved by her father as well. Use a cell phone without being monitored. Use social media unmonitored. Contact anyone without being monitored or having them extremely vetted. Iggy Azalea allegedly had her house searched for drugs top to bottom when they collaborated on a song together. Um, Go shopping go for a walk, and get Starbucks. A conservatorship is meant for people with mental health issues or decaying health, most likely grandparents or people with actual dementia, etc. They are meant for people who literally cannot take care of themselves. If she is so unwell that she isn't mentally capable of doing anything for herself, um, why is she still working? Since the conservatorship began 12 years ago, she has released four albums, done three worldwide tours, did a four-year Vegas residency, was a full-time judge on The X Factor, released multiple perfumes and a lingerie line, made $138 million or so a year. Oh my gosh. And Jan- and the other thing is, is like she wears the same, not that this is like I'm outfit repeating shaming her, but it's like she wears the same shorts. She wears the same like clothes all the time. Yeah. And it's like, if you are actually making that much money and it's like for somebody who like her seems like she loves fashion and right. stuff, it's like- she has so much money. Why doesn't she buy like different clothes? You, you know would think I mean? she would want to. Exactly. Just for fun. Um, in January of last year, I mean, that's just an opinion, but in January of last year, Brittany was placed in a mental health facility for three months after seen driving her car to in and out with her boyfriend without permission and for <gasps> refusing to take the sedating medications her father has <gasps> doctors prescribing her to keep her under control. She testified to a judge in documents that she was held there against her will by her father. After it was leaked to the press that she was there against her will, the Free Britney movement picked up speed, causing a judge to open an investigation into the impact and legality her conservatorship has on her own life. Britney's mother, Lynn, was also liking and commenting on Free Britney posts saying she agrees that Britney is trapped by her father. Then what you doing, Lynn? I know. I, I, I don't want to say this without having actual things to back it up, but I'm pretty sure it's like, not a great relationship between her as well. Oh, I don't know same. though. I, I literally have, I'm completely speculating. They could have a great relationship, but Britney's team had Twitter disable the free Britney hashtag and regularly threatens any celebrity that speaks out using the hashtag with a lawsuit. If they, um, oh, that's all, that's all I did. Well, that's the end of that's my screenshot. <laughs> wow. Anyways, I think uh, something else I read at the end of that was basically that she now 
again, can't even go get her own Starbucks drink if she wanted to. And she has an allowance of $1,500 a week for food and all that stuff. So that's why I was saying like, but of course she's going to wear the same shorts all the time. Like she wears like these classic tan shorts. And yeah, it's really sad. So we should um, make Free Britney trend again so that people can actually look into it and get her the help she needs, whether that is she actually does need help and she needs to stop working. And like, why are they making her work so much if she's actually ill? Right. It's so interesting. And it's like, it's like you said, why are more celebrities not talking about it? Why is it not more known? Well, well, I want to know also, because she's obviously posting a lot on social media. So does she have access to that? Or is it like she posts and then she has to give her phone up? Yeah. They said um, she can't, she can't do social media on unmonitored. She can't post unmonitored. Like everything she does is monitored. And her dad has like the final say of things that get posted. And also they were saying, so when you see her like making weird videos, doing a fashion show in her hallway, it's like, don't make fun of her because that's literally all she can do. She cannot leave her house. Oh my gosh. Well, it's like what I was telling Chelsea is if that wasn't true, if none of this was true, it seems like why wouldn't she address it at this point and be like, you guys, I'm good. Like, yeah. Because everyone that that happens to where they're making weird videos and people think that like, oh, someone's you know, kidnapping yeah, yeah. them. And then they, they make a video and they're like, you guys, I'm fine. Like everything's good. Um, and they give an explanation for it. So yeah. it's like, okay, why wouldn't she be explaining things yeah. if everything well, was fine? And I don't know if you saw that one video or she's like, and my, um, she had candles. She's like, and, um, one of the candles burnt my gym down. Unfortunately. Yeah. There's like such a weird video where it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, that's just not something that happens. Like, uh, a candle burns your chim down. So it's like, there's just something not right going on there. It's like, whether she does need help or whether like in terms of mental health, yeah. Um, which I'm sure now more than anything, because of literally her whole life, she's been just a ploy and like a, like a little a, literally a doll yeah. um, for people's entertainment, which is why I'm sure she wrote Had the song. Her breakdown yeah. anyway. Exactly. So I can only imagine. It's like so tragic when kids just grow up like that. That's all they know. And they are, it's like literally the Truman Show. It's like, that's her life. It's like her whole life has just been like watched by people all around the world, judging her, like telling her what to do and like basically just formulating her whole entire life. So and now sad. she can't even do. And, and the other thing is, is that her dad is in charge of her money and her finances. Like she has no control over where her money goes, where it's spent, like nothing. And she makes $130 million a year. Or okay, she did also, at least. Also, where's Jamie Lynn? What's going on? I feel like if that was my sister, I'd be like, um, yeah, but I, I we're feel like it, it might be a little more difficult than that, especially if it is like, I'm like, just post about it. <laughs> Get her out of there, Jamie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's Has more, she ever spoken out on it? I don't know. Hmm. I know. It's so sad. We need to, we need to free Brittany and you know, get her some, get her some help that she deserves from not somebody who's abusive and controlling, apparently. Seriously. Um, what a wow. sad, sad thing. Yeah. It is I, really sad. Our next merch is just going to be free Britney merch. Seriously. Makes money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> I'm donating it to her secretly. Oh, um, man. Okay. We wanted to end on a more positive light note because we are currently, um, like kind of rebranding a little bit for our balanced boss little business. Uh, if you guys little. don't, I'm like, I it's mean, huge. booming. Uh, if you guys don't know what balanced boss is, 
basically it's a little community that we're starting for self-development, self-growth. We're teaching online classes about health and business. And we've taught two four-week online live classes so far. It's literally been the best thing of our lives. So life-changing. I missed it so much because we didn't do it in July. And I seriously miss it. I miss doing it. Yeah, we did one in May, one in June, each for four weeks. It was so awesome. We just taught all about balancing um, your health and your business goals and kind of how to let go of comparison and expectations and like really Negative just thinking and getting over the things to kind of get you set up for success in the first place, like getting you started and in the right direction with a good mindset because you can't, you know, you can read a lot of things that tell you like, oh, you should do this and you should do this to be successful. You need to hire this person. Yeah. We all know these things that we need to be doing, but it's actually getting to do them and like holding ourselves accountable and, you know, how to stay motivated and all of these things that it's like, how do I, how do I do that? Yeah. How do I even get started on that in the first place? So, and I, I have thought something for a while and it's, I wrote it down and, um, it's, we don't need more content. We need meaningful content. Like, We are so bombarded with content these days. It's like there are a million different podcasts you can listen to. You probably follow a bunch of influencers, maybe. I don't know. But like I know I follow a bunch and it's like you're constantly bombarded with a bunch of content. The last thing you really need is more content. There's so many self-help books out there. But like we have been working on creating really meaningful content for this course that's like we really believe with our whole hearts will help you and will change you and will like, like you said, help you actually get started. Um, if you're feeling in a rut, I know I've had so many ruts where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. So, um, we hope that it'll be very helpful for you guys. And we know it has been for the people who have taken it so far. And it's just been really, really fun, honestly, too. So we're doing another four week course. It's the same curriculum, a little bit will have changed just like I know I've read a few more books yeah. and like some things have changed a little bit, but same idea, same concept. And we're starting it on August 3rd. The registration for it will be on July 27th, which is coming right up. Wait, did that already pass once this goes up? No, it'll be in a few days. Mm-hmm. So we're like almost in a week. So if you guys want to sign up, um, I think your best bet is to follow us at Balanced Boss Course on Instagram because that's where you'll first hear about it and we'll have a little swipe up to sign up more info about it like I said we're like kind of rebranding we hired someone to help us with a logo and colors and all this stuff we're doing a photo shoot for it and I am so excited excited like we just received like the pdf that the graphic designer sent us um we filled out this whole long thing and she sent us over some things to look at and some logo ideas and things and we're just like so, so excited. So giddy about it. Yeah. It's going to look really cute. The feed is really fun. So if you guys want, also, if you just want free information, like health and business tips and just cute photos, again, it's at Balanced Boss Course on Instagram. We'll have a website soon, but um, that's being worked on right now. So you guys can follow along if you want updates or like I said, just free content, just free little tips. Yeah. We're very excited to get started in August because we also have a lot of other, I think one of the most frequently asked questions that I get about it is the curriculum. Like, is it the same if I already took it in May and June? Like, can I take it in August? And obviously you can take it in August. Um, But again, it is the same curriculum. It's called like Balance Boss 1.0. So that was what we did in May. We did the same curriculum in June and it will be the same one in August, but there will be like further education courses coming soon. Um, So yeah, again, to stay updated with that, make sure you're following our Instagram. 
Yeah, we have some fun stuff we've been planning. Very excited for that brand and that community in general. It's like something that we're really excited about. And it's funny because it was like born in quarantine, which we were just talking about. That's kind of been our little like the podcast and that is like are my favorite things right now. 100%. So it's really been getting us through these times. But that is going to be all for today. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, free Brittany. We need to stay aware, stay safe. If you guys want to follow our podcast Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. Lots of fire summer content coming your way. Um, we love you guys. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.